Blog Talk Radio. Hey, we are on the air. We are on the air. And this is another episode of Coast to Coast Live with Andy Kimball and Lloyd Booker. Andy here in California, and, and Lloyd is in? Uh, Lloyd Booker is in the city of Brotherhood Sicily Affection. That's what it's in Philadelphia, PA. Here we go, man. How you doing today, Lloyd? Good to have you. Good to be together again on the Coast to Coast Ebby and Ivory Show here on Blog Talk Radio. And before we I go further... Fine. I'm glad to hear it, man. It's a beautiful day here in uh, Los Angeles. How about there in Philly? It's uh, it's it's. Just, I guess it'd be the same California weather that as it is out there. Uh, we're warm here. You might even be a little warmer than we are. We just got through a uh, through a heat wave with 90 plus degrees a couple of days ago mm-hmm. that ran for five days straight. But uh, no, we're cool at the moment. I mean, the nice. virus is still going on. And still doing uh, demonstrations and stuff at the moment, but uh, no rioting and everything is at a standstill at the moment. Well, I got it. Let's cut right to the chase here and talk about what's gone, uh, at least in our geographical regions, regarding uh, COVID 19. And uh, I can say in California, Governor Newsom has uh, said that all Los Angeles, San Diego, and I think San Francisco schools. I believe San Francisco um, are not going to open despite a White House pressure, and I think it's the appropriate thing to do. The, the only way we can make this virus "quote unquote" magically disappear is if we don't come in contact with each other. The virus would have no place to go. So it seems it seems we all got to kind of bite the bullet, stay home. And, you know, it would be great if the if the government. I know we had initially in March those uh, checks that went out to everybody, and I heard there's going to be another round and. You know, there's just so much going on. There's so many different opinions, uh, you know, top to bottom, um, internationally, nationally, locally. Uh, I can say this also, um, as I saw this on CNN online this morning, that the White House has directed all hospitals nationwide to direct all coronavirus case information, that's new cases and so forth, to uh, an all related data to the uh, Office of uh, Human Services, HHS, no longer the CDC. So the you know, I was getting ready to say since you mentioned that, I'm wondering if if that can even be trusted, um, because I didn't at least you're up on that more so than I am. I didn't even hear that, but now they want everything to go through them, which is still what I mean. Since now, since they've been uh, taking apart Dr. Fauci, and he oh. was supposed to be an independent independent person, so they want to get they want to get something else to, uh, to sort of keep their hands on statistics and stuff yes. like that. In in over six in six administrations, Fauci has been respected, trustworthy, a tremendous amount of integrity. And I might add real quick that uh, my father, uh, who was a pulmonary physiologist, had the first pulmonary lab in the country in the 60s, um, later went on to obtain a four million dollar grant from um from the federal government. Um, and the grant was to do research as to whether cigarette smoking causes emphysema and cancer. And of course it did. And it was that research that eventually put the first label on cigarettes that way back that it can be dangerous to your health. Anyway, Fauci was the, Fauci was the person who approved that grant and went to dinner with my dad and my mother and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I, I, never, I never met the guy, but my mother to this day will say what, a, what an honorable, terrific guy he was. And, and now yeah. we're seeing six administrations that he served and never has been has he ever been at odds or criticized by any administration. And I think as a matter of fact, I'm going to play a little uh, a clip here, uh, Lloyd. It's going to take a couple minutes. Yeah. You're going to hear it. It's so funny. Um, but let's take a listen to some of the things that that Trump has said regarding uh, the coronavirus. And um, oh, Lord. Well, <laughs> let's just uh, let's take a listen to this. And I tested very positively in a. In another sense. So this morning, yeah, I tested positively toward negative, right? So, no, I tested uh, perfectly this morning, meaning meaning I tested 
negative. And you know, when you say per capita, there's many per capita, it's like per capita relative to what? But you can look at just about any category, and we're really at the top, meaning positive on a per capita basis. We are bringing our country back, and a big focus is exactly that with the uh, minorities. Uh, specifically, uh, if you look at uh, the Asians. We hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. This is and I think you said this. that you hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. That sounds like some, that sounds like something from Saturday Night Live. It, 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 and believe it or not, people believe that. And what what was he trying to say in regards to the minorities? And then he mentioned something about Asians. You yes. want to make me have to go back to that and listen to that because that I mean, oh, I you got me lost for words at the moment with playing that because he is just a just a pinprick with the people who actually think like that, which is why the country has gotten into the, back into the problem that it was uh, uh, t- taking away what we did in, uh, uh, earlier this year. And yeah, in, in, March, away in March. Every, right. All of the progress and the movements that was made is completely washed away. And here's the other thing and I want to say about that since we're talking. The thing is, is that the southern states, when uh, New York and uh, Seattle and, and, and Chicago, when they became hotbeds, the southern states, I just figured, oh, well, listen, you know, we're we friends with him. we buddies with him, so we're not going to follow protocol right now. We'll do we'll around the issue and do whatever it is we want to do. And now they're paying the price, and it has affected the rest of the country. I don't want people that are listening to us to think that state by state, listen, we're connected. Yes. So this thing now, with, with, with all of this stuff, it's caused a big, gigantic problem. And he's not doing nothing but adding to it. And his comment about minorities, let me say one thing. Since mm-hmm. we also, and, 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 and we can utilize our time to get into this a little bit later on, I just wanted to mention this because of what he stated. The minority population in this country is being grossly over-affected more so than the whites with this virus. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just got information from the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. But I can see that here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And, since, mm-hmm. and, and, and since I'm saying that, and I'm not going to monopolize a good portion of the time, but you guys, schools are, are, are affected. Over here, people are now beginning to talk about the fact, and I don't know if you saw it in the press, all public gatherings, sports teams, the month they talk about the Mummers Parade, Thanksgiving Day Parade, the New Year's Eve celebration, all of this, all of that, all of that has been put on hold until March of next year. You know, no, I, you know, it's uh, till March, and I haven't heard that. You know, it's interesting also that you know we are somewhere between number seven and number fourteenth in the country regarding um, uh, safeguarding ourselves and and returning to some kind of normalcy um, in in life um, in the world. You know, somewhere between seven and fourteen, we're floating somewhere. I think closer to fourteen than seven. You mean California? Uh, no, no, the, the United, United States, United States. And, you oh, know, here's also, oh. yeah, here, this is also interesting, that there are confirmed reports now coming out, again, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and others, that Trump was informed of this potentially dangerous pandemic, potentially, uh, as early as January of 2020, uh, even though it came to fruition here and we all became alarmed in March. Um, but there was report, there've been reports that he, somebody, you know, it just, these things just pop up and disappear and suddenly we find out about them when people start traveling and getting right. sick, you know, and, and it's yeah. interesting that, you know, Obama actually had, uh, um, within the CDC in the, um, uh, the Human uh, Health and Resources uh, Services, excuse me, um, a office in the White House that was his full-time job 
was to be yeah. uh, to spearhead an investigation and, and, and probabilities of any kind of pandemic stemming and coming up, and, and Trump disbanded that and defunded that in 2018. Um, well, you know, it's, fu- it's funny that you mention that because there was information that Obama, the Obama administration, and mm-hmm. I myself am not am, am, am not a political to, mm-hmm. to, to people mm-hmm. that might be listening, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying the deal is, is that Obama had given him the Obama administration had given him some stuff on pandemics. Yes, that's true. And Absolutely just a true. couple, right? And just a couple months ago, uh, he kind of, sort of, sheepishly admitted after being called on the carpet when reports and all of that stuff was actually made public. So I just wanted to mention that. So yeah, this isn't just uh, this thing didn't just creep up. And here's the other thing about this, and I want you to continue. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that I don't think it's being stressed enough the importance to people because um, we'd like to say, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. No problem. You know, we live in a we live in a free society, and this is America, and all. Listen, freedom is not free, and freedom you pay a price for it. And the deal is that. We have people being violently attacked and, and hurt for not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, and it's and you have people saying I'm not wearing a mask, and I've I've actually seen people giving out or posting on the internet or uh, uh, languaging that you can uh, give to a store manager owner that says I have a. Uh, um, a condition that prohibits me from wearing a mask and HIPAA regulations uh, allow me not to tell you what that condition is, but I can't wear a mask and therefore I can enter your store. And I just cannot believe that somebody would 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 do that, would deceive and fraud, you know, to, 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 the, to the extent of being able to go into a store and under fraudulent pretense to do so. And here's the thing, but here's, and other people may have seen this as well or heard about it. And there might be some listeners, mm-hmm. and if you are listening, again, I should be giving out the uh, call in number more often. I'm sorry. The call in number to join our show and our live discussion here on Coast to Coast is 515 605 9888. Please do call us now. You know, get in this conversation. We have a very special guest that we're going to talk to you about in a minute, too, who's going to join us uh, in just a little bit here. But, anyways, as I was saying, um, you know, it's just, um, uh, unbelievable that that somebody would actually give a store manager uh, something in writing that they wrote that without a doctor's note that says I have a condition therefore I don't have to wear a mask. Le- legally, the store manager can say, "Well, show me a doctor's note that says you have a condition." You don't have to tell me what the condition is. I understand HIPAA, but I need something from your doctor that validates this. Case if that person tries to enter that store, uh, you know that person would be would be doing so under on fraud and and potentially be suffering consequences, a thousand dollar fine and even potential jail time for trying to do so. Uh, but there are well, people they, there are people yeah, in, in society who would actually make something up who would say I have a condition even though they don't, just so they don't have to wear a mask so they can potentially contaminate somebody else who can contaminate an elderly one that maybe that person's c- caring for. I just cannot right. digest that. You, I can't get over that. Seen, wear a damn mask. Seen, you you say it again. Say it again. Wear wear a damn mask and stop beating your chest, folks. This is about all of us. This is about being together. This is about come, defeating this thing as a society together. Let's do this thing. You see, here here's the, here's the problem. Well, well, this is not a problem. This is exactly what what you stated. But I'm explaining it to you. You said you can understand it. I can, but I wouldn't do it. There are some people that really do not care. And here's the other thing. We've had, there's been a plethora, a myriad of situations where people have actually exposed themselves to someone, spit on someone, sneezed on someone, coughed on someone. If they've been told, if they've been told that you, you know, you should be wearing a mask, here's what should happen to stop all of that. Because it's it's devolved into a class and race thing, but here's what should happen, and the government is doing it: close down the place again. Mm-hmm. You I know agree. What? It, it, I agree. It, close, close it down. And the deal is, for the for the love of money, is the root of all evil. I'm not get, getting into a religious thing, but when 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 they sit and talk about this kind of stuff, and you have people who are exposed or are already impacted, 
this is this has caused death. And the deal is, we in this country do not uh, 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 revere our, our elderly. We do not revere minorities. We do not hold any of our uh, any of our other people up. And the deal is, the younger people, because they haven't been taught by us, they they won't do anything but just indulge their whims, which they have been doing. Yeah. In, in, yeah. in a lot of these places. Uh, still going out the bars, still uh, uh, going to the beach and doing whatever mm-hmm. it is they want to do. It's unbelievable. It is, and, and, yeah, and, yeah. and Trump, and Trump, is, Trump continues to come up with these 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 lies about how well we're doing. Wait, check out a couple another few seconds of this. Listen to this, Lloyd. Listen to this. And I tested very positively in a in another sense. So negative. this morning, yeah, I tested positively toward negative, right? So no, I tested. What? 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, that's what I said Saturday night. Like, he tested positively towards negative. What the? See, <laughs> you gonna ask, I know the FCC might be listening. I'm not going. He tested. No, we're, 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 hey, hey, well, this is internet. You can say whatever you want on here. Anything you He tested positively towards that. Everybody that's listening to us heard this right. That that man, your president. Didn't notice. I said, "Your said I tested positively towards the negative." I'll be damned. You know what? You gonna have people out here talking, saying the same thing. But here, and, and check this out. I am so glad that you're talking about this because guess what just came out yesterday in Colorado? The bubonic plague. The bubonic plague. You got me. Was all was found out in a squirrel. Mm. In a squirrel mm. in Colorado, mm. that is deadly. It's just mm. like this other thing. So, I mean, yo, man, check this. You got in Pennsylvania, we've had over 200 UFO sightings. I sent you that. Yes. Since this year has started. Yes. We get over 200 sightings, and I mean pictures and everything. Since this year, we've had the coronavirus that has taken this place. That we've had riots. Yes. And now, and this is not going to go away. And believe it or not, there are people, and this can be checked in the Wall Street Journal, in mm-hmm. your paper there, um, in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. There were people expect. There were people expecting people. Expecting the individuals that took part in all these demonstrations across the world, in particular mm-hmm. in our country, they were expecting them to get sick. Yeah. As a yep. matter of fact, they probably wanted them to get sick. Yeah, it's, it it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, moving along here, we we uh, had a, a show scheduled for just after July fourth, uh, which we had some technical issues. Then we had a, a July fourth uh, hiatus, uh, Lloyd and I did. But I wanted to. Um, to, uh, we're going to go back to uh, just a little clip here of uh, some of the uh, comments that Trump made during the July 4th um, talks and speeches that he gave. Let's just take a listen for a minute. We have Drop it like it's hot. tested almost 40 million people. By so doing, we show cases, 99% of which are totally harmless. <laughs> What? And people believe this stuff. Okay, wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not like, I'm not done. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Here's a little more. Wait, hold on a minute. Oh, boy. Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, deface our most sacred memorials, and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. We are now in the process of defeating the radical left the Marxists, the anarchists, the agitators, the looters, and okay, people stop, who, stop, in stop, many stop, instances, stop, stop. have absolute... Yes. Stop. Hold yes. on a minute. I, so I want to say something. Anytime, anytime... See, they said the same thing about uh, Martin, that he was an anarchist, that he was a communist. They said the same thing about Paul Robeson. Mm-hmm. Anytime you say anything in uh, uh, um, um, against, not against, but you criticize 
-hmm. And it is logical, rational, sensible criticism Mm -hmm. of this country. You are branded as something else other than American. And people swallow it. Now, now I'm going to say something. Mm -hmm. Let's do a little bit of education and edifying on here. Mm -hmm. The violence, we were taught how to be violent. Nobody has said anything about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Which was the, which was Black Wall Street, or now that, that now that that's the soup to draw the flavor of the month, I can name other cities. Texas, we had Texas Tulsa, yeah. which was Greenfield. Uh, we had um, um, uh, Rosewood, which was in Florida. Areas of Texas, right? In Texas, there were plenty of cities in this country that had millionaires, black millionaires that lived next door to one another. And what did this country do? They actually committed murder. Yes, unbelievable. Yes, it's true. times over and stole stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't be sitting there. Yeah, we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna visit this again and have a, a more in-depth conversation uh, about this. And also, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's – and I think we – you know um, – I, you know, I think we need to devote more of a show to this topic, and I think we'll put that on the board here to do over the next couple gotcha. of episodes. Yeah. Because, um, and let's go on to uh, let's move on to our next subject here, and that is the uh, the presidential poll standings right now show uh, Joe Biden leading by double digits uh, across the board, er- everywhere, even even Trump news. Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry, I'm in Fox News. Um, um, <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, again, folks, I'd love for you to come, come join us. I mean, we are not we don't bite. We're nice people. We pet the dog when we come home, so to speak. Believe me, uh, uh, Lloyd and I would love to have a, a, an effective, productive conversation with you. And uh, you yes. can join our show. We want you to join our show. This is for you folks. The number is 515-605-9888. Uh, and join our conversation. And, and we can talk about what you'd like to talk about as well. But I just want to go over those numbers that, that uh, even in states such as Texas and Arizona, we're showing Biden and Trump unexpectedly neck and neck. 45-45. If, if, uh, if you trust those numbers. Yeah, yeah, if, right, right. But nationally, we're talking uh, double-digit you know, uh, lead uh, by Joe Biden. But here's the, the crucial thing to keep in mind, folks, regarding poll numbers. Remember, Hillary Clinton's projected lead in the polls in the 2016 uh, election was also 12%, 10%, 9%. Uh, and then, of course, Comey released uh, uh, information about him uh, furthering the email investigation a week or two before the election, and that, you know, obviously the results, uh, we, we all know what happened after that. But anyway, uh, the, poll, the polls, remember that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by over 2.75 million votes. Those votes didn't mean a thing. Those voices didn't mean anything. Trump got into office by a mere 77,000 votes, which culminated across three states. 77,000 people put Trump in the White House. 2.75 million more people voted for his opponent, and she did not become president. Now, that's another conversation about electoral college. As we get closer to the election, we're going to digest and dissect more of popular versus electoral and what's it all mean. And we're, we're going to get into that, folks. So stay tuned in to Coast to Coast here with Lloyd and uh, myself, Andy, and, uh, uh, as, as we further this program. And uh, we do appreciate your patience in us you know, kind of un- unrolling this thing, getting out of the gate. Uh, we're kind of new to this in a way, and we've had some technical glitches, but we are going to move on. Speaking of moving on, we have an incredibly – your remarkable guest who's going to be joining us in just a couple of minutes. And uh, what I'm going to do, I think, instead of saying his name right now, is I'm going to give you a hint. Uh, Here it is.
television. Yes, yes. Okay, folks, I don't think there's anybody listening to the show, either live now or, or listening to it archived uh, later, who has not heard this song performed by an artist or performed by the song's author, writer, composer, and performer who's with us now, Don Ellison. John, welcome aboard Coast to Coast. Hello, Andy and Lord. It's good to be on your show. I'm feeling great. Go ahead, take it away, Andy, because I, I, I wanted to say something, but uh, I'm going to let you go ahead. John, when I first, when I was listening and looked up uh, some background information in preparation for the show and was reading uh, biographies and Wikipedias and, and the 60, you know, reading about the over 60 artists, John, that recorded your song, many of which of those versions of the song charted top 100, top 10, uh, your own top, you know, seven uh, in Billboard. Uh, of course, Grand Funk Railroad. Um, uh, it just, you know, wow, what a story! And and of course, you've written many more songs than that. But but that song was probably is what literally put you on the charts. And I I've got to commend and congratulate you for just a, a wonderful, must be rewarding career. And a, um, it's a, a great tune, needless to say. I know I've I played it in, in cover bands back in high school, John. <laughs> I, I played, okay. I, I, you know how many bar mitzvahs I played that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. That's, that's great. I mean, I knew I knew the song was a hit when I wrote it. Uh, what I couldn't fathom was that it would be recorded over and over and over and over. Uh, the the longevity of the song, I had no idea that it would uh, it would be still current today. Can yeah. you give us give us a uh, hold on a minute, uh, 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 Andy? Just a sec. Give us the gestation as to how that tune. I I know, but to tell the public how that tune, how you wrote it. Well, I, the way I wrote the song, I met a girl in Rochester, New York, and um, and her and I, you know, we, you know, we went on out on dates. Uh, we spent a lot of time together, mm. and uh, the the day that I was leaving Rochester, we got this call and. We were moving to uh, Philadelphia, and uh, I called her up. I said, her name was Ann White. Wow. And, okay. and, and I said, Ann, I said, you know, this is my last uh, night here in Rochester, and I'd really like to spend it with you. And uh, so, and I told the guys in the band, I said, look, I'm going to be at Ann's house, so pick me up uh, on the way out. So they were leaving at 6 o'clock in the morning. We were yeah. leaving, so what, I I yeah, spent the evening with her. Okay. What was, what was the name of the band? The Soul Brother Six. Okay, keep going. Talk to me. Okay, so um, we were the the Soul Brother Six. We were we were we had formed the group in 1964, and uh, we played together and until night in 1967 when we got ready to leave. And I, um, we were a house band in a um, club. We played every every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for for two years straight. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's where I met Ann at, at this club. And the way I came about meeting her was people were telling me that I had a twin brother in <laughs> Rochester, and uh, so the girlfriend of this guy came to the club out of curiosity. To, to see the guy that looked like her boyfriend. Okay. And uh, so uh, we took a break, and she was sitting at this table with a bunch of girls. And uh, when I got ready, I was going outside. She put her foot out, and to get my attention, I like stumbled over her foot. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, "Oh, I'm sorry." She said, "No, I did that on purpose." She said, uh, <laughs> "I came here because someone told me that the guy that played guitar in the band." looked like my boyfriend and I wanted to see for myself. Hmm. So, and I just made a joke. I said, well, if he looked as good as me, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so now to fast forward. So, so we started dating, we started seeing each other. Okay. And, uh, the night I was leaving, I spent the night with her and, um, I know it must have been around three o'clock that morning. I told her, I said, you know, you are some kind of wonderful. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to write a song about you. Mm, and wow. so that's how the song came about. So she packed me a lunch, 
and the guys came by around six o'clock that morning and blew their horn and uh, went out, got in the car, and um, and in route to Philadelphia, I was somewhere around Syracuse, New York. I opened the bag and I ate the sandwich that she had made. <laughs> and what then the sandwich was it? I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. But uh, I think it I think it was baloney. <laughs> so I started writing on this bag. I don't need a whole lot. Yep, on the sandwich bag. Okay, yep. So I wrote the first line, I don't need a whole lot of money. And the reason I wrote that line is because at the time in my life, we were broke, had no money. Okay. And then I said, I don't need a big, fine car. And that line was because the car that we were riding in through the floor, and you could see the highway. Yeah. What kind of car was it? It was a Ford. And it, it, would, it was all ate out by, you know, salt from the, uh, the snow. Uh, it, was, it was all rusted out. Right. And you could, like I said, you could look through the floor and see the highway. And uh, so, and when we arrived in in Philadelphia, uh, I was practicing the song, showing the guys how I wanted it to go. And a DJ came along, a friend of the guy that was managing us, and mm-hmm. he heard the song. And he said, whose song is that? I said, it's my song. Do you, know that, DJ, do you remember who the DJ was? Yeah, his name was Ernie Fields. All right, mm. man. Keep talking. Great. And so he was uh, a DJ on WHAT radio in Philly. Mm-hmm. I remember that station, and, sure, uh, of course. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, he took us in into the studio, and we recorded some kind of wonderful. And um, uh, they, in turn, took it to um, Atlantic Records, and we got a deal. Mm. Oh, right now. Mm. And it was released uh, on Atlantic Records. Oh, wow. Right so... So, 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 John. As, as speaking as a as a uh, musician, as a lot of you know, my 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 normal gig is is also a um, I'm a blues uh, folk acoustic player and, and songwriter, and uh, and I know there's listeners um, who are musicians and you know uh, folks who play in cover bands and songwriters, all sorts of instruments who are also listening to the show and want to get into that as a musician uh, just for a minute. So when you when you write, John, did you? When you came up, so I'm going to write a song about that. Was it the words that got jotted down on the paper bag? Did you have a, a melody in, in mind, how it's going to fit together? Yes, I did. I, I had the melody. I had the, the – because for me, I, I am a, music, a musical person. Mm-hmm. So even before I wrote the, the, the song, mm-hmm. I, had created, I had created the beat, mm-hmm. uh, the bass line, and everything. So the rest uh-huh. of it, and I'll I'll tell you exactly how uh, how I came up with that with that 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 rhythm mm-hmm. of the song. Okay. There was a song out at the time by I think it was the Supremes. They had a song. It, it went. It was like this. Baby, baby, yeah. oh. baby, don't leave me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now the beat, the beat to that song was boom, bump, 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 just like that. So I, I'm listening to that beat, and I really love that beat. I said, and I said, okay, this is what I'm gonna do with that beat. Instead of it going like boom, boom, I'm gonna double up the boom, 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 boom. So that's what I did with the bass, and so and 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 it, so the bass was bump 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 and and the drums was kicking same thing, right. and then then I just started singing. The melody was I mean it was like it was, it, it I, I had the melody in my head. I just I don't need a whole lot of money. I don't need a big fine car, and you know, and that was it. Oh my goodness! Mm. So that's how and, the song came about. And then, and the bridge when "Can I Get a Witness" comes in, and was that? I mean, that is well. "Can I Get a Witness" was a uh, 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 amongst black people during that period, mm-hmm. and, and especially in church. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When when in the church, you that was phrases off. It was used quite a bit. 
and when preachers were preaching, they would say, "Can I get a witness?" All right now. And and, and so and that became a, yeah, that became a phrase. At, you know, when people would be talking, especially uh, you know, in black people in the churches are uh, uh, talking to if they were discussing they say, "Hey, can I get a witness?" Mm-hmm. So, so I I use that phrase. So when I started singing the song, I added that in there. Can I get a witness? I was talking about. It. That's why I said, "Is there anybody here got a woman like mine? Can I get a witness?" So that is how the song that was the birth of some kind of wonderful. My goodness! How, uh, now. You know, I have no idea. We, uh, first of all, we were not seriously involved. We were, we were, I was not looking for a wife or or even a girlfriend at the time. She was one of many. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm just telling it the way it is, you know. I mean, I mean, I I enjoyed being with her. She enjoyed being with me. And uh, when I left Rochester, as they do with a TV, I change channels. I'm going to use that. I like that. I like that. Then she didn't know. Did she ever realize that? Oh, yeah, she knew because I saw her a year later. And and keep in mind, when I left, I told her I was going to write a song about her. Well, actually, she came to see me in Philadelphia about four or five months after the song was released. Wow. And her and I, you know, we spent time together in Philly. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she she went back to Rochester. And uh, at that point in time, the song was breaking big all over. And uh, I was on the road. I was traveling. So, you know, mm-hmm. every every city had, an, had another woman in it. And how many some kind of wonderfuls may have there been? We we don't know. We don't. We don't go there. <laughs> exactly. We don't know. <laughs> hey, how hey, many? Not, how many? Yeah. How many guys were in the band? There were six. That's why we were called the Soul Brothers Six. Soul Brothers Six. Do yeah. you still keep in? Do you still keep in contact with any of those guys? Well, uh, I keep in contact with uh, the. Like the bass player, he's passed. He passed away uh, about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drummer, he passed away last January. Oh, wow. so Sorry to hear so as four of us are still still alive, and mm-hmm. uh, I still keep in touch with them. We actually uh, two of them live within ten minutes of me here uh-huh. in Florida. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and, and you're still performing, right? Still performing. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very active in the music and not thinking about retiring anytime soon. That's what I want to hear. That's what I like yeah. to hear. Yeah. What you, what's your latest single on now? Well, the latest song that I have out right now, it was uh, I, it was just released about three weeks ago, and it's called Wake Up Call. And, about it. and this song, actually, I wrote this song in February of 2003. And and I I wrote it. Uh, I was asked to speak during Black History Month at a school, mm-hmm. and and I wrote it as a poem. And um, I I read this poem to the class because since 2003 up until the present, the only thing that's changed is time. Wow. That's so. So keep in mind if I wrote it. In 2003, there must have been a lot going on then, same as it is now. As it yeah. is now, yeah. yeah. So, 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 John, just dive back into history just a little bit. You you wrote some kind of wonderful, in, I think 1967-ish, right in there, and uh, played correct. with your band, and then it went to number 91 under the Billboard Hot 100. Right. Um, and I know. It was getting played everywhere. And then later, you know, fast forward 1974, the band Grand. Well, let, let, uh, can, I, can I interrupt oh, yeah. you? It, well, it wasn't being played everywhere mm-hmm. because we were we were a black group and black music was limited as mm-hmm. to where it was played. Mm-hmm. So, so with the education. Go I, on, talk to I, 
our song was played basic mo- mostly on black radio stations. There was only two radio stations, white radio stations that I know uh, played it. Uh, they and they didn't. It wasn't something that they played all the time. And that was uh, a station out of uh, I think it was Detroit or, mm-hmm. or either Windsor, Ontario, mm-hmm. CKLW. Mm-hmm. And then there was another radio station, WFI, I think it was WFIL in Philadelphia. Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They played it a few times. But uh, it was basically played on black radio stations. And I don't know if you are familiar with how black radio stations were back in the 60s, but they were few and far between. Yeah. And and they they all went off around midnight. They they none of them stayed on all night, you know. And, and if you drove out of the city, if you were drove out, uh, ten miles out outside of the city, whatever city you were in, the station was gone. You know, you remember back in Philly also, there was a station called WIBG. I think they called it Wibbage. Got him high. Right, yeah, I remember Wibbage. Remember high yes. played it, and also didn't what yep. didn't American Bandstand. Uh, play that or am I mistaking about that I, I thought American Bandstand had also with no. Dick Clark they, they, they didn't do anything no, like that. no we no. were never on this no mm-hmm. no I, think, we did, I did a few shows with, in Philadelphia with Jerry Blavitt Jerry right Blavitt. right of course the Gita right. the Gita yeah. with the Gita yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Jerry played it so, oh, yeah. so what? Yeah, how did it, you know? Fast forwarding to 1974, Grand Funk Railroad recorded the song, and and they went what I think number three or you know somewhere very high. Right. Um, first of all, your reaction when when Grand Funk says they're doing the song, did you know before they were going to do the song, or did you find out while they recorded it, and how did that happen? Well, I well I found out uh, it was rec- I knew when they recorded it because by me being a a songwriter with BMI. Mm-hmm. And also because of uh, the publishing end of the song, uh, I was uh, in uh, current contact. I was in mm-hmm. contact with the publisher of my song all the time, and they sent me a a, a letter saying, "Congratulations, Grand Funk Railroad has just recorded your song." I also got a a, a letter from BMI uh, telling me that. Uh, I was going to be receiving a lot of royalties because <laughs> the song was burning up on the radio, all the radio stations. What a great, what a great, and all of course, country, and of course, I, I want to emphasize that there are many, many of the songs that have uh, that you've originated, created, composed, sang, um, uh, other than than some kind of wonderful. Um, and uh, it's uh, you, you can you know to listening audience again. If somebody would like to uh, to ask some questions and join our conversation, John Ellison is our guest, the writer of the song "Some Kind of Wonderful." The number is five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. And also, I did. Uh, there was a there's a YouTube, a current YouTube, uh, "Black Like Me," a, a tune that is just uh, I think a newer well, one. Well, the song your... is called the song is called "Wake Up Call." Okay, 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 gotcha. That's that, that's the song you just spoke of. Yes. Right. Okay, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Listen, I want to ask a couple questions right quick in in regards to um, in between uh, some kind of wonderful and, and wake up call. What after some kind of wonderful? What was the next? Because I I kind of remember it, but what was the next? I guess what you would classify a uh, 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 big song that came out after you did that. Uh, well, the Soul Brother Six recorded five singles on Atlantic Records. Okay, and in in um. In the U.S., because of the uh, the racial divide in the U.S., mm-hmm. my songs again, all of my songs were basically like some kind of wonderful. They were basically played on black radio stations. Now, in Europe, was a different story. In Europe, and I was not aware of this until I went to Europe. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of some kind of wonderful which is called I'll Be Loving You, 
Yeah, okay. It, that song is like like an anthem in Europe. Wow. It, that really? song, I mean, about five years ago, and that song was the flip side of some kind of wonderful. Five years ago, it was number mm. thirty-five on the charts in in the UK. Mm. Get the hell out of there. Go ahead, boy. All mm. right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey. I I did a I did a concert in in um, London, England, in mm-hmm. I think it was 2014, and people. I mean, I was amazed at how many people knew uh, came to my concert and was singing. They knew the song better than I did. <laughs> what if what a feeling that must be. Yep. Mm. You know, and, and the uh, the video uh, starts with a very a very powerful uh, recounting of um, of your family's history being uh, uh, you know targeted with a, you know various forms of racist violence from your grandfather to a nephew, um, you know, and on and on. And uh, sure before, spe- before the song Andy, kicks make in, sure you specify, yeah, make sure you specify because I didn't hear. I don't know if I listened public heard it. Oh but yeah. Which particular song are you talking about right now? This that, is uh, begins. Wake, wake, wake up! This is wake, this is a wake up call. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, wow! I mean, I, I I saw the video and heard that, and uh, you know, it's a very powerful delivery and and another fantastic, you know, you know, re- song and, and it's very it evokes a lot of emotion, and I think that was the intent of the tune. Um, if you don't mind me interrupting, no, go ahead. Go ahead. The intent, the intent of this song is because I want people, you know, and, and this song, just to be very clear, this song is because a, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's a Black Lives Matter song." No, this is not no. a Black Lives no, Matter. No, no, I wouldn't say that. Hearing Preach. it now, no, this song is about the racism that has been in this country and the discrimination against black people since the day I was born, since the day my father, my grandfather, and today it is still going on. Anywhere you go in this country, you know where black people live and you know where white people live. And if you listen to the words of that song, I'll just say a few of it. When I say to understand the black man's fight, you must first take a look at the black man's plight to understand his state of mind, turn the pages of his pages of history, go back in the time to the land of the free and the home of the brave is where they brought the black man and made him a slave. And then I get a witness. Freedom and get a witness. Dream. And then, then I get a witness. Go ahead. Line that says, at some point you said we were free. But this has never been our reality. In your sweet land of liberty, this applied to you, but not to me. We're still waiting to be set free. Mm. The next line, it says, when we salute your flag, for us it's a lie. We've died for this country. Somebody tell me why. Because in this country of freedom and equality, we have been treated like we were the enemy. And all of these, everything that I'm saying is facts in the song. And if you ask a, a, a white racist person, why is it that you hate a black man? They can't answer. Because if anybody should hate anyone, it should be blacks hating whites. Because mm-hmm. White people brought black people into this country and enslaved them, denied us the right to live as a human being, treated us like we were animals as opposed to human beings, put us in uh, rat and roach-infested apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. And these apartment buildings are owned by whites. So we have been used and used since the beginning of this country. And they call this country the United States of America. This country has never been united. The only way this country was united is the white race united against the blacks. And it is still happening. And it is still going on. Yeah, just see, we've heard in the news. Yeah, go ahead. If anybody should hate anybody, 
it would be, should be blacks hating whites. But see, I don't hate anyone, and and neither do neither do us. For those that are listening, he is talking about a hypothetical that that should be the case if any but if, I, if I anything. But I I speak the facts. You the do. Facts you know. What, are, yeah. Go ahead. The, the facts are, we have never been treated the way we should be treated. And if, uh, you know, people talk to me about what I have achieved in life, if my skin was white, I would be a trillionaire now. It would have been more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's interesting because we've, we've, we've talked about, go ahead. Go ahead. We, we've talked about, uh, you know, a lot, obviously, in the news in the past you know, three years uh, has been immigration and walls being built and, you know, what made America. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because you could say we've all, we are all, we all came to this country searching for something, all of us immigrants and also hostages, hostages. Did we all really come to this Thank country? You. Did we all come to this country? No, a lot of us came to this country. Also, we brought hostages to this country and we cannot forget that. We cannot forget that. And I'm glad that you're saying that because for those that are listening to us, they might be able to tell, they would already know that uh, uh, I, I, call, I call him Uncle John. They would already know that he was African-American. He was black. If they looked up stuff on me, they would, always, they would already know that I was black. And, and you're a white Jewish dude. And you're a friend of mine. And so I'm glad that you said what you said. And it's preaching to the choir. Can I get a witness in regards to what uh, to what uh, uh, Mr. John Ellison had mentioned in his new song that everybody should actually listen to? Black, white, old, young. It needs to be in the schools just like they did with Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire, and no, we didn't. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that. So. No, keep right on going, Andy. Yeah, but I was going to say, uh, John. You know, obviously, there's we're all you know, kind of, um, for lack of a better word, we're all in lockdown, you know, especially as a musician. I mean, we can't go out and we can't play. It's hard to earn a living. People are doing home concerts and hoping people put money in the tip jar and trying to, you know, do whatever we can in the entertainment business. But I was going to say in a, in a normal society world, it would be, it would be great to have, you know, I hoping you'd come out to LA. And one of the things I wanted to do with our Ebony and Ivory show coast to coast was to, is to go into schools and, and, present programs and have special guests and talk about this, uh, especially with somebody of your, you know, your background and history and stature and, 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 and fame, if I might add, um, would be compelling and, and interesting. And, you know, we got to get out and speak. You've got to get out and talk. You know, we just can't, you know, look at, see what the commentators, we're all commentators. You know, you have to, the only way you can be a commentator is you're, if you're famous and on CNN, we can all talk about this. We all need to talk about this. We all need to be open about yes, this and not hide from it. And, 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 that's, and that's how we bring people together. That's how we unite society. You know, it's interesting. Real quick, my daughter and I, uh, what, we were picking up some dinner last night. I live in the, the Pasadena area of California. And uh, we're crossing the street, having a conversation. And escape, so we're crossing uh, a street, and perpendicular to us, right behind us, a, a, a black gentleman was skateboarding, went across the street. And there was a cop car at the intersection. You know, my daughter and I just walked in front of. That cop car lit up, put a siren on, went over, stopped. The, the black men on the skateboard, and of course, you know, my daughter and I have been in protest. We we do demonstrate here. I'm, I'll, I'll come out and say, it. yeah, we do. We're all about it. And so, not only did we watch from across the street, but a bunch of other people who happened to see it gathered across the street to watch this cop confront the black man on the skateboard. Now, did, did he, so to speak, jaywalk? Did he go against the red light? You're supposed to obey traffic laws. Yes. The question is, there was nobody around. Just, and, and the cop could have sat there in his nice air-conditioned car and said, okay, the guy went. If, if he were I, – I don't know this to be a fact, but I just wonder, and I can't you – know, you don't know. Maybe – I don't know. If you were white, would you have stopped him? You know, you know, you know the answer to that. You know, and, and well, you know, and, and the thing is he didn't give him a ticket or anything. We, and all of us watched. We, there were so many, you know, my daughter, myself, and others who gathered across the street watching this white cop confront this black man on the skateboard. He didn't give him a ticket. They had a conversation, and the, and the cop took off. But, wow, we were but all right about, there. But, you know, can I interrupt this? Go ahead. I want to say something. Uh, number one, I, I am all, uh, you know, I call things the way they are. 
yeah, we there are there are laws in in this uh, in, in this country. If if there if you're speeding, if there's a, a sign say you're supposed to drive 65 miles an hour or 75 miles an hour, if you go over the speed limit, then you're asking for trouble. Right. Okay. If mm-hmm. you if you if if you're on a skateboard and the sign says don't walk, and you've crossed the and you start crossing the road anyway, that's against the law. Yes, it okay? is. Okay. And and you're supposed to obey the law. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll I'll give you an example. I, I see. I'm all about right. You take uh, Rodney King. Everybody, you know, was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, the, the half of the California burned up the, and you know, and riots and all this because of what happened to Rodney King. Mm-hmm. So let's analyze that. Mm-hmm. It was it, it, it was at night when um, Rodney King. Uh, was speeding, okay? Now, the police picked him up on radar. They don't they didn't know whether he was black or white. Right. It was right. it was at night, okay? So they all they know here's this guy uh do, oh, going over the speed limit. So when he passed by them, they put on their 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 siren and and what was he supposed to do? He was supposed to stop. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But he he didn't stop. Instead of him stopping, he floored it. Yeah. Well, right there, he, you're asking for trouble. Mm. So if if Rodney King had pulled over, uh, and the, the police they they wouldn't have jerked him out of the car and started beating him. They would have they would have uh, he would stop the car. They'd have walked up, driver's and re- license and registration, please. Right. Okay. And he, if he would have gave, he could say, "Well, why was I stopped? Well, you were speeding. Oh yeah, I was speeding. Okay, stay in your car. I'll be right back." They would have brought him a ticket, and he would have left. Mm-hmm. But what did Rodney King do? We all Rodney we King, all know what happened. Yeah, Rodney King floored it. Yeah. Okay, and then he jumps out of the car and started running. Now. If you're a police officer, I mean, let's, like I said, let's call it the way it is. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that the police, if they beat him up or whatever they did to him, I'm not saying that they should have done that. What I'm saying is what happened to him, he brought it on himself. He put himself in that predicament. And, yeah, exactly. I, right. He put himself in that predicament. And, and let me say something. Now that you're saying that, in regards to what you witnessed, uh, 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 Andy, mm-hmm. the deal is the young man, and I'm thinking when you said black man, it probably was a kid, or it could have been a young guy in his 20s on a skateboard. But the deal is, is that two things will separate this. Oh, you know what? We're going to have to continue this because I just heard the station ID. Listen, I just want to say this. Uncle John, John Ellison, it was fantastic having you as a guest. We're going to have you back. Yeah, John, would you join join us again, John? Can we get you to come back on? Yes, you can. No problem. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. And and, uh, we're going to make sure that uh, we can also get a concert once this thing goes, even by way of Zoom as well, so all of the people can see it. Listen, Andy, go ahead and give us a sign-off. I'm Ebony. And I'm Ivory. On the other yep. end is Ivory. Andy I'm Kimball. Lady Booker. And our and special Andy guest, Kimball, Don Ellison. Coast coast. That's right. That's who we are. With John Ellison. Rock That's and right. star, John Ellison. And we're going to, uh, and John, we're going to look forward to having you back on board again. Uh, talking about music, and also we love your commentary and your your outlook and, and interpretation of what's going on politically. It's important to hear, and and you deliver such a powerful message, and uh, we're right on board. So, uh, thank you for joining well, us today. And we look forward to doing this again. And, uh, folks, the show is called Coast to Coast. Join us when we're on. It's 515-605-9888. You can archive the show, listen in, uh, send us an email. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again, folks. All the very, very best, folks. Take care now.
there? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.